Hi, I'm Brittany Ashley, your host of Breaking Norms, Building Dreams, your guide through this transformative journey in both business and life. This is your place crafted for dreamers, doers, or anyone who has been told they can't. Get ready as we challenge those narratives together. You're tuning in live to the United Public Radio Network, airing on 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. We are streaming on all the popular platforms every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me for a candid and thought-provoking conversation celebrating your unique journey because you are worth it. Welcome, everyone. Uh, If you don't know me, my name is Brittany Ashley. I'm your host of Breaking Norms, Building Dreams, and we are broadcasting live on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network, 105.3 and 107.7 FM in New Orleans. Get ready to escape the routine and join us in the next hour as we break norms and build dreams. I'm so excited to have Nicole with us today. Um, Nicole has been a long life friend, which we'll dig into. But before we do, let me do a quick introduction who Nicole is. Uh, Nicole Powell owns and leads Helcon Marketing Solutions in St. Louis, based brand strategy and marketing agency serving clients nationwide. As a certified brand strategist and narrow marketer, Nicole has worked with renowned brands on the East and West Coast, including Disney, ESPN, MTV, and her experiencing extends to local small businesses where she applies her skills, experiencing elevating them into powerhouse profitable brands. Thank you, Nicole, for coming with us. I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, I'm very, very excited to be on the show. Um, Thank you, Brittany, for having me. I sound way cooler on a piece of paper bio. So every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, ooh, ooh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. No, uh, you've worked with so many amazing different brands, and we've known each other personally on different levels. So today's topic is really navigating the coaching landscaping and spotting the red flags because Nicole and I have, that's how we uh, actually met. We both hired a coach, which we were just joking before we went live that we're the most expensive friends that we've ever met. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, experience is everything. Um, before we dig into it, Nicole, how about you uh, introduce yourself more to the listeners and just tell them your entrepreneur journey? Sure. Um, so first and foremost, The most important role I'm in is I am a mama. So I am a mom to two little boys, Wade and Henry, uh, two and four years old. Um, So I actually um, have my business and really focus on my business three days out of the week and two of those five business days, so to speak, I am with my two sons. So that's been really important. And I owe a lot to this business for giving me that flexibility to do that. Um, so as you mentioned, Brittany, I am um, I own a full service uh, marketing agency in her, here in St. Louis um, and kind of some of my experience working on both coasts for different brands. So mm-hmm. kind of what led me to building this agency, which maybe we'll talk about later, was not like in, I was not expecting it to be what it is now <laughs> when I first started. Um was that, you know, working with these bigger brands, um, you know, the the entertainment brands, obviously, and also other brands that you know and love that you probably open your pantry, some of those brands, um, was that they really invested a lot in 
uh, research and brand strategy and all of those things. And then um, when my husband and I moved here to St. Louis, I worked for a local agency, again, working with bigger brands. But then as I met more folks in that small to mid-sized business world, um, I really noticed that the focus on you know, really building a brand identity, crafting a brand strategy wasn't as important um, in those kind of marketing plans. And in the, it, you know, the owners weren't as familiar with how important it is in crafting that brand strategy. So then I started to think like, whoa, like all this knowledge that I have, how beneficial it would be to kind of share that and build these big brand books for these small to mid-sized businesses to really showcase how awesome they are and how cool they are. So um, it started out as like a consulting thing where it was just going to be me part time as I uh, conveniently pitched to my husband. <laughs> and then it kind of uh, transcended into uh, a team and all of that. Um, so that's kind of one reason why I decided to create this agency. But also I really wanted to do it um, in, a, in a positive uh, environment, really focused on culture and our values, which kind of start to kind of fade away the bigger, the bigger you get. I'm like determined to keep it um, and retain it and have a positive working environment. So that's a little bit of my journey, I guess. <laughs> I love it. No, and I think that's kind of like a long way that we've kind of connected mm -hmm. is that when we kind of met each other, we both kind of came from a bigger kind of companies and we realized that there was those gaps really in the market to really help um, small business owners, business owners to really understand um, brand and or just to elevate their business so much more that they could further than a corporate kind of company. So no, I love it. <laughs> I, I remember reading, if you don't mind sharing, I know this wasn't on the list of questions. Oh, no, go for it. Yeah. Where your name came from, the name of the company. Oh, how come? So um, so it's actually named after um, a mountain in the Philippines. So I am Filipina, uh, born in the Philippines. Um, and uh, and my husband, when the company started, my husband and I were really big outdoorsy hikers and all of that. So yeah. it was a way to, I mean, we still are, but it's a little bit difficult with two little ones who could, you know, you'd have to probably carry on your back, which is <laughs> not <laughs> Um but, um, you know, we really love the outdoors. And so I kind of wanted to combine my Filipino heritage with that love of outdoors. So that's kind of where I love it. Yeah. I love it. No, I remember reading that like when we first met. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I want everyone else to kind of hear the name, what the name came from. Oh, because cool. I think it means a lot to you and the brand itself. And you're just so connected to it. Mm -hmm. um, with everybody listening, let's dive into our topic a little bit, uh, navigating the coaching landscape and spotting the red flags. So Nicole and I actually met, oh, is it three years ago? Maybe longer. I want to say longer. Longer. I think it's like four years ago. Probably. Yeah. Four and a half, maybe, because it's around the time I started Creative Dynamics. Yeah. And the whole reason, like everybody's looking kind of for a coach when you're starting and or in the middle of it or wanting to uh, elevate your business. And I came along this particular coach and long story short, like we were just joking, it was a lot of money to find friends than really what we were looking for. Um, 
we'll kind of dig in a little bit deep, but I thought what I would do today for the listeners is kind of break out what is coaching, what is mentoring, and what is consulting, because that is something that a lot of people kind of get confused on. I am a certified business coach, imposter syndrome coach, but I'm also a mentor. Uh, so I just want to make sure we the listeners can understand what the difference is, and then we can kind of dig in a little bit deeper. So at the end of the day, coaching is really boosting your current performance and unlocking future potential. So you're always looking into the future. You're not going backwards, really trying to elevate it. And really at the end of the day, the coach should be asking you curious questions, then giving you advice. Uh, and then a mentor is just really nurturing long-term growth and career development and kind of pushing you, yes, forward. But then you're kind of, that mentor is kind of giving you life lessons, what they've learned along the way. And then a consultant is addressing specific challenges with expert solutions. Um, so you're going to kind of see sometimes like coaching consultant mixed together, but it's kind of good to know like the three different levels, how they kind of segment away from each other, um, which I had to do a lot of learning as I navigated my coaching journey of the difference between the two. But overall, the reason why I went and found a coach was because I was struggling with price structure. And then I'm not too sure why you joined that specific coach. If you want to share why you joined. Um, why did I join? Um, I think the business, as I mentioned earlier, I started out just me, myself and I, and it was going to be sort of like this side thing in addition to mm -hmm. my full time job. And I think it grew and evolved so quickly and I needed that support and to feel like I wasn't going at it by myself um and you know you always want to grow and, and find new ways to grow and there are certain elements that i'm not a master in you know um so i really wanted to lean on different people and figure out how they created their businesses and things like that I exactly say. yeah exactly so i think like a lot of us i think there was about 10 of us give or take mm -hmm. in kind of what it kind of looked like was like a mastermind. So that that be that one particular coach and we all come in together. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it really ended up Nicole and I always touching base at the end of the call being like, we didn't get anything really out of this. Did you <laughs> so we sit down and strategize together? And like, I remember like my um, sister-in-law would like looking back at it, it would be like, you were kind of like brainwashed in a way because you're so smart, you know, marketing, you know, business, you know, all of these things. But when you worked with that particular person, it was like you completely left everything that you were taught throughout the years and then just kind of was listening to them. So my biggest thing issue was pricing. So how do I price? Where do I price? And mm -hmm. the logic was it was just really um, price at 3K and the next person. And you know what? Before you know it, you're at 10K, which at the end of the day, that is an okay strategy, but with a strategy with no kind of strategy, really. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think everybody's different, you know, and, and, you know, you're in Canada, I'm here in St. Louis, you know, the, the, our target demos are different. Our businesses, although similar are still a little different, you know? So I definitely felt like, you know, it would have been a good fit maybe just not for us <laughs> or um it, it just was very 
and it's not just this particular person. I've kind of seen it all around, you know, very cookie cutter kind of, this is what you should do. And, and, and yeah, we'll get to all that. Yeah. I don't want to jump too far in. <laughs> um, and that's the thing is everyone's going to kind of see it when you're starting out as a new business. It's kind of like the shiny object of, yeah, I want to make 10 K in a month. Yeah. I want to make 200, whichever. And it goes up from there. You're seeing all these coaches promise all these things. So when you're a new business owner, like that does look really flashy because at the end of the day, you are a sole proprietor and, or whichever, it would be nice to make that kind of coin and not knowing that you need to go back to a nine to five because you probably realize that a nine to five job doesn't suit you. So it's just, it, it kind of gets you in the door, but then maybe what we should talk about is like questions that others should ask before um, they kind of lead into just jumping feet first. Cause I felt like I jumped in feet first without asking the right curious questions to see if they were the right fit for me, to be honest. And ultimately, you know, when you're starting out and I mean, I'm not a, a coach or a mentor, you know, so, and I never had one. So it's fairly, very difficult to even know what questions to ask. Mm -hmm. Um, so you're absolutely right. And and ultimately, you know, you can't, no matter how much we try to control it, right, with questions and all of that, we're never going to know. We're never going to know if the person we vetted is the right fit for us. But at least you can kind of go into it at least a little confident that you 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 ask the right questions. So, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've, since that particular coach, I've been through so many different coaches. Uh mm -hmm. And they just didn't sit well with me. And it's, I think at the end of the day, it's because um, they didn't ask me enough curious questions to really understand my business model versus they're just kind of, oh, you do X, Y, and Z, just go to the States and find clients there. That will elevate your income. Or, you know, what you need to do is just set this base package price. And then that's that where it's like, well, why? So maybe instead of just listening, maybe start asking more questions with that particular person of maybe throw in more of the why into the mix of why should I do it this way? Or also being true to your um, values at the end of the day too. If it's not sitting right with you, like when we were working with that one coach, like I felt like it just didn't, I knew creating a website brand, like this one particular person was coming to me for all of the things. And I still quoted them 3K because that's kind of what, I was told. And at the end of the day, really, that project could have been probably six to seven K because I was building the full system, probably even more than it's like the full thing. Um, and so like looking back on it, I'm like shake my head. I'm like, oh, I should know these things, too, because my background is in marketing communications and system updates. But for whatever reason, I was just like listening. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so difficult to, when we're, you're thinking about it that way because we're all so unique. And I think that's maybe it's not a question to ask, but really just an overall vibe when you're communicating with someone that you potentially want to work with. Like you want to make sure that the person you're working with, you know, can adjust and has the expertise. And if they don't, can connect you to the right person yeah. um, to so that if you do need something, or it's very unique to your industry or, you know, mm -hmm. something happened that, you know, isn't something that, you know, 10 other people are experiencing at that correct time, that yeah. the person you're working with is able to be flexible 
um, and hear you out and understand your your concerns and your challenges um, versus kind of having that set mold and then you know as the client you're having to adjust mm-hmm. uh, when there's certain things that you really are out of your control and you can't adjust yeah. right so it's 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 definitely tricky and I think overall as you know entrepreneurs and and also we're moms and we're juggling these things and parents you know we want that community um we want that community oh i saw something pop up (laughs) um so we want that community we we want people to lean on and we want people to guide us i mean these are all on your our shoulders sometimes we feel like so that's why sometimes i feel like we push aside what our instincts are telling us because you also invested a huge amount of money, right? So you want to feel like, oh, this is going to guide me in the right direction. Exactly. So Adriana just uh, made a comment. It's misleading to tell a new entrepreneur that they can just benchmark their services across the board without explaining the nonsense. Bad coaching for sure. A hundred percent. And like looking back on kind of the model that I felt like we were, um, kind of, well, at least I was in a way pushed away, pushed yeah. down the path where I think I was still learning and maybe I was scared to ask the questions, but I think as I've evolved over time, I've been a lot more confident to kind of push back a little bit more. I'm still learning. I'm very um, soft-spoken, shy sometimes, but I'm trying to like break out of my own shell to kind of start questioning the the coach or whichever I'm working with. And I actually have now found, they actually don't call themselves a coach. They can call themselves a consultant. Um, I call them a coach because I feel like they intertwine. They're really good at coaching and consulting with me. Anyways, <laughs> with my neurodivergent brain of ADHD, they know how to like bring me back in. I'm like, no, Brittany, no. <laughs> um, which I'll be having them on the show in the future, which I'm super excited to bring them in on, but it just kind of helped me kind of understand the dynamic of kind of uh, the entrepreneur space and the coaching space, mentoring, consulting space, because really at the end of the day, I just thought it was just one. Mm -hmm. And really it's kind of, if you start peeling back the onions, you're going to see that it's so much more, so much more there than we even know. So Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for anybody listening to spot some of the red flags is when you're not being true to your true values and you're kind of going against the grain, maybe it's not a red flag for you to, for that particular coach, but maybe it's a red flag for you in that match of cohesiveness. Like you're saying, Nicole, like you, you have to have that synergy together or else you're not going to really be making those momentums that you want to make within your business and or life. Cause you can have life coaches as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's so many, you know, even in the marketing space, right? There's so many talented people out there in the world. Um, and there's so many different personalities. And it's all about just finding the person that's, you know, works for you, works for you is the right fit for you. So um, I think there's overarching kind of red flags that, you know, nobody, even in a, if you're in any industry, you should probably do. Um you know, one one thing for me is kind of like the blamey, shamey kind of communication. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you're you're struggling or if you're having a hard time or you're not reaching certain goals, 
that the conversation is, well, you, um, you know, well, you're not following our program correctly, or you're not doing this enough. So that's why, you know, yeah. you're not meeting your goals, you know, and that could be the case. That could be true. That could not be the truth. Truth. Who knows? I don't know the individual situation, but I think there has to be more of a conversation, um, more um, analysis, really getting down to the nitty gritty of what is happening. And that takes time, right? That You can't unpack all that in 15, 30 minutes. No, 100%. Um, yeah. Exactly. So I think this, this feeling like you're not doing it because you're doing my program incorrectly. You're at fault. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. Like I'm talking about it right now and I'm like getting sad <laughs> internally, you know? Um, it, I think there has to be more um, customization, more interaction, because um, ultimately I feel like that's what's going to really drive the success for, for both parties, right? Is to, to feel like we're, we're both aware of each other's kind of perspectives and we're finding a middle ground that works for, for both of us versus like hammering, this is the way you're supposed to do it. You're not doing it. You're not comfortable too bad. You have to do it this way or else you're not going to make any money like that kind of conversation. And I know I'm exaggerating, but I have seen like different versions of that. Yeah. Scary. And I don't want anyone, especially a mom, mom entrepreneur who is working so hard to build a business and, and juggle to feel that way ever. No. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I feel that because there's a lot of good strategies out there. Don't get us wrong to any of the listeners. Um, not every coach is bad. There's great coaches, mentors are completely out there. It's more or less just um, making sure that you listen to what they're presenting and then finding your own common ground. Like the, going back to that coach, like how they're like time management. I wake up 5 a.m. every morning to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, no, thank you. I like sleep. <laughs> I have a little one that wakes up throughout the night. I don't want to wake up at 5 a.m. because you know what? I value two extra hours of sleep and then work a little bit later because I'm more productive at night than in the morning. So more or less taking uh, things that are given to you with a grain of salt and then also evaluating kind of the process of what they have given you. And that's mm -hmm. the thing is, yes, you can follow things to a T and get to the 10K or whichever um, ways, but it takes time. Like it, like they say, Rome was not built in a day or is it in a night? I can't remember. I think that's correct. <laughs> I'm worse with expressions. So I'm actually... If any of my team is watching this, they're probably laughing because I'm the worst person to ask if like the, the expression is correct. Because I have no idea. <laughs> Zero idea. <laughs> but yeah, um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think there's so many great coaches out there. And if anything, you're going to see the difference in how great those great mm -hmm. folks are. Um, there's just a lot. You know, there are a lot of coaches and mentors and things like that. So it's hard to kind of figure out who's the best fit for you. Um, and that's kind of where my business and my kind of expertise kind of lies and why I was so intrigued in working with, you know, coaches, consultants and, and uh, mentors is because it's a challenge for me as a brand strategist to find that, you know, secret sauce, that story that's going to make that person 
stand out from all the other folks who are kind of saying the same thing. So for me, that's exciting, especially if I'm working with someone who I'm like, wow, like you're really in it to win it. I love your attitude. I love what you're saying. You know, it only makes me feel better to be aligned with those kinds of business owners as well. So, yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And I, I think we might sound a bit, I might sound like a bit of a broken record of more or less, just to make sure you really align yourself with your values. Um, because it, you get, it's exciting when you're starting a business. It's exciting. It's scary. It's all the mixed emotions. And sometimes you really get, a, you lose yourself a little bit in those emotions. Um, so at the end of the day, just trying to be true to who you are, because that also comes through in the branding piece as well, the presence of that, mm -hmm. as you kind of craft and mold your story. I would say it's taken me a long time to really narrow in what Creative Dynamics is, but I'm happy I've been able to go through the journey because I don't think um, it would be where it is today. So I think you have to kind of always take things grain of salt of like, okay, this is a negative experience, but let's turn it into a positive experience and revisit it in a different light. So again, most expensive friend right here, but. <laughs> yeah. And then when I look back, you know, obviously I wasn't the best fit or that person wasn't best fit, vice versa, right? We just weren't mm -hmm. a good fit. But, you know, I do look back at that time and, and I think to myself, well, I wouldn't have done this if I didn't have that experience, right? I wouldn't have focused on this element of my business a lot more. So I think overall, there's always positives to every kind of relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's just figuring out who you don't want to work with anymore, that's a huge positive. Exactly. Um, but I definitely understand the value of a coach and, and a consultant and a mentor, especially in this cutthroat kind of insane world we live in. It's always nice to know that someone has been through it and has your back and, and you know, can give you that guidance. Sometimes being a business owner, it's a lonely world because you can't necessarily touch base with your team about the things that keep you up at night. Um, you know, so it's nice to have somebody to talk to who's been through it. Mm -hmm. 100%. Mm -hmm. it, like you're just saying it is lonely because um, there are certain things you can or cannot tell team and or mm -hmm. you're just sitting there maybe up till one o'clock in the morning trying to figure out, I don't know, something bookkeeping wise has just came into my head for whatever reason, because we we're just talking about bookkeeping with somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> like it's those little things that kind of kind of get you wrapped up. Um, so having those moments to be able to just talk to somebody, it's just kind of like when you're going to go talk to a counselor in a way. It's just a place, a safe place to uh, kind of navigate through your feelings and emotions and get you to the bigger picture. Yeah. So is, um, I'm going to ask you a question, Brittany. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, did you feel like, you know, your experiences with coaches, is that what kind of motivated you to become one yourself? No. Um, yes and no. So overall, like with working with a team of great women, I've just noticed a lot of them were suffering from imposter syndrome, not thinking that they're good enough, which just was like, why? You know how to do administration, you know how to do tech or all the things. Like I didn't bring you onto the team for a reason, like you kill it. But every time I would match a VA or OBM to a client, I would have like a ping of like, oh, 
Brett, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to do well. And it's like, hmm. So it just kind of started like, it was interesting. And then it kind of like to be a good leader too, you're always wanting to look at how you can, um, not, I don't want to say better yourself, but in a way, better yourself when you're leading a team of, I lead between 10 to 15 women, it kind of fluctuates. And so I want to make sure I'm asking those right curious questions when they're stuck versus just going in right into the answer piece, because I find that empowers them more as individuals to really conquer what they're set out to do. And I really think everybody's super talented and have their own strengths. And that sometimes we forget to um, give them those space to kind of think about it. Um, I know when I work with my consultant coach, I know a lot of the answers. And it's funny whenever we have our chat because I'm just talking constantly. And then all of a sudden, um, I'm like, oh, that's what I was going to do. And they're like, starts la- they start laughing at me because they're like, did you really need to have a call? I'm like, not really, just chat. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it's just nice to just to say what you think you're gonna do, and then the other person go, "Yeah, okay." So then you don't feel like crazy, like, "Okay, someone else thinks that this is the right move." Okay, right? Yeah. So it definitely was a combo effect, um, experiencing kind of like the bad, but then also seeing what the team needed, and then the more I started doing it, I'm like, I really love it. So my combination is more coaching, mentoring, consulting in a way. Um, I really like to help business owners build those foundational businesses, but we have to kind of get in the root of it, of who they are too, to understand the flow of where they want to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay, sorry, I, I had to ask that question. Oh, no. I'm curious. Yeah. I feel like I've never asked you that question. Yeah. <laughs> it's so odd. Yeah. <laughs> ask away. No, seriously, ask away. It's open conversation. We're already at the midway point for those who are just tuning in you're listening to breaking norms building dreams we are live on the united public radio network and ufo paranormal radio network 105.3 and 107.7 fm in new orleans um i can't believe we've already been in 30 minutes of this so our listeners if they want to comment and ask any questions they're welcome to um if you have any questions for me nicole that you think of right now you're always welcome to answer like send them my way i have a question for you Sure. Um, in your opinion, what are the motivations or factors that lead some individuals to become a coach for financial gain rather than generally helping people? Hmm. Okay. Well, I um, I think that's a great question. I think one of the reasons why maybe someone would go into the coaching space. And it's purely for the financial gain versus really serving and helping is I think the over, a lot of the landscape, not overall, I wouldn't say a majority of the landscape, the marketing message is very fixated on income levels. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, I earn this every month and yeah. you can earn this every month, which is fantastic more power to you probably slightly jealous that you're earning that much (laughs) so i am all for and in support of folks that are absolutely doing it and killing it right um but i think and and you can probably say the same thing 
you know, there's so much work and, and there is a lot of commitment that goes into doing this, right? So it's not just showing up for a Zoom workshop and then clocking out. And, and the expectation of a lot of your clients is that you're with them in this journey, that you're available, that you're willing to share your expertise. So um, I think a lot of the cool stuff is marketed along the, the, the income along the lines of the income. So, I mean, who wouldn't want that? Or or work, you know, X amount of hours and make this amount of money, you know, who would not want that? Seriously, right? Um, especially if you're, you know, a working parent or trying to get out of your corporate job. So if you approach it from that lens of, I, I'm gonna do this purely for the, the, the financial gain, but don't necessarily take in the time and have that emotional investment in your clients, that's going to show. And it's going to be harder for you to get those referrals and to build your business, which is essentially what you need to do in order to meet those income numbers that people are marketing to you. Um, So I think a lot of the the cool stuff is, is, is highlighted, but not, you know, the the dedication and the hard work. And I mean, you've gone through all that schooling and like all this training so I think that's it. I mean, it's the same with my industry, right? You know, if, you know, if I said, you know, you could own a marketing agency and it's going to take you one week and you can make X amount of money, you know, yeah. but I'm not, you're not sharing all the hard work and the, the issues and the headache and the sleepless nights and worrying about your team and all of that stuff. Um, so I think, I think I would have to say that the, the marketing of, of, of it all of kind of of some of some folks marketing where it's like easy yes no it's funny that you say that because you just made me think of one of the coaches that i hired um another one i i believe coaches need coaches but i swear by it (laughs) he's a coach um but this particular coach because they were sitting down, we had one hour session and i just felt like they weren't listening to what i was saying and they're like Oh, well, you own an agency. You know what? You know what you should change your bio to? That you make X, Y, and Z. You're going to start getting clients that way in your coaching business. I was like, but that doesn't sit well with me. I don't, like, it just does not, no matter what I try. And I was like, no, I just, I can't. Like, it just, no. And I remember walking away with it. And I even had this discussion too with Lindsay, my now coach and mentor and all the things. And they're like, no, if it doesn't sit well with you, then why are we doing it? So no, scratch it. Mm-hmm. Make sure we're in alignment of who you are and what you want to do. And I know that they also don't agree with that as well. Um, mm-hmm. It's just it, like, it goes back to values again. I think you need to really go dig deep sometimes of thinking of why you might be advertising it that way. Um, and if you're okay with it, cool. But for me personally, it just never has sat well with me, even to this day. Like, it it gives me, I don't know why, anxiety. And I don't want to make those promises to particular people that they can get to those numbers because Mm -hmm. it does take a lot of time. It, it, yeah. So there's so many things behind the scenes attached to those numbers um, that we don't know about. Um, Mm -hmm. 
you know, we don't know if that person, like even for me, like we don't know if that, you know, that person you're comparing yourself to or want to be has like a full-time nanny and they're able to work around the clock. Mm -hmm. or, you know, you don't know if that's, that person um, has had a long list of like clients down the pipeline that have just converted. Like you don't know if they have connections and have all these, there's so many things that you don't know. So one, just marketing the number and not marketing anything else, just marketing the number. I, I say it's kind of like a lazy way to do it because you're one, you're more than that number, right? There's so many other things you can offer than that. Um, and two, I think it, it it's it's kind of that whole social media thing where it's like, you know, I'm I'm here in my beautiful house, but then you don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Right? Yep. Exactly. Um, what um, Adriana said, not everyone will resonate with your money goals or achievements. It doesn't make sense and it can be cringy. A hundred percent. And there's so many other goals that are not attached to money. Exactly. You know, and it doesn't have to be money centric all the time. Um, yep. But that's I the easiest. <laughs> this is that you can make seven figures. Hey. Yeah. Everyone would be making seven figures, right? If it were that easy. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, do you have any kind of advice to give anybody who's listening if they're facing similar challenges, if their coach wasn't a good fit? Um, so I definitely would recommend reaching out to your inner circle mm -hmm. um, or other folks it, that you look up to. Um, you know, I'm part of a few business kind of groups here in St. Louis locally. I have clients who I value their opinion, kind of ask around, like, who do you work with? Like, why do you like working with them? I think getting that perspective from a client is, is huge. Um, so I always like going that direction. And also, like, what is it? You have to also understand yourself. Like, what are you looking for? Like, mm -hmm. what are you looking for someone who has you know, the financial background to help you more from a financial standpoint, like how to structure your business? Are you looking for someone who is uh, going to help you with mindset blocks, like imposter syndrome? Are you looking for someone who is in a particular industry that you're in? So there's so many folks and very, very talented people out there. But I think going in blind and not knowing what it is that you need mm -hmm. is for you to feel fulfilled and in order for you to get to the next level of your business, you're already starting in a bad spot because then one, you'll easily be like, okay, that sounds great. I'm going to hire you. And you don't necessarily know what it is that you need to look for. Um, so I think that would be my biggest advice is uncovering and unpacking who you are first, some of your strengths, some of your weaknesses, where you want to um, get, grow and improve. Mm -hmm. and go out there and find someone who would support you the right way. I love that. Yeah, that's true. I think like maybe taking a step back and kind of re-evaluating of why do I want to hire X, Y, and Z? Do I need X, Y, and Z? And really mapping out and making like a kind of like a journal, I guess, of like, because I always tell our clients like, what tasks do you want to offload? And, and in a way, it's kind of what do you want to offload to your coach? Um, thinking of where you're struggling with. And I feel like a lot of people are scared to talk about their weaknesses. And I want to challenge everybody listening that 
once you know your weaknesses, you're laughing because then that's where you can kind of hone in and really dig deep and move to the side. Everyone has a weakness, but we can turn those into opportunities in different ways and strengths as well without us even knowing about it. Um, so like imposter syndrome, for example, that's a big one that everyone really suffers with. I know I have my own imposter syndrome as an imposter syndrome coach. It's funny. I had to go through my own coaching course to figure out that I had imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> I have imposter syndrome. I, it's the fear of being found out that you're not good enough, but that's kind of you are, which is the interesting part, right? Like finding out what that you actually are, right? It's kind of interesting. Yeah, that's kind of the whole premise of like the show is that everybody, everybody, anybody is all worthy of whatever dream, passion that they want to pursue, and that they're just you just need to really be um, take that jump and just claim it. And I think. You know, what I've realized in, you know, working with coaches, like having coaches, you know, is that it's all work. You have to work, too. Um, there's no magical solution. There's no magical person that can deliver you a nice package that says this is you do this. You, you can sit back and relax and you are going to achieve your goals. Right. So you know, there's a certain level of, of accountability and mm -hmm. acceptance that, hey, this is, you have to meet people halfway, if not the whole way. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, this entrepreneur thing, you know, a lot of the marketing that I see too is that it's like easy. Oh yeah. Like, you know, work 10 hours and make all this. Like there's nothing wrong with hard work and, and, I'm all for it. <laughs> and shed some light on that as a brand strategist for mm -hmm. those listening um, as entrepreneurs, because I know that they may work with certain people mm -hmm. that like maybe it's a, I don't know, an agency looking to redo their brand. What kind of recommendations would you have for them? For the coach? Say like, that again, with, uh, with the coach and or like just overall, like, they maybe were working with a coach and they're rebranding because at the end of the day, a brand sometimes really is connected to you. Like the coloring of this whole show of this light teal blue. Like, I love this color. Like if you come into my house, it's everywhere. Yes. <laughs> it's resonated into my brands in different areas. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, my number one, I actually spoke at an event this past week. Um, and one of the questions was, you know, there's a panel and one of the questions was about, like, you know, how do you market your business? Do you DIY? And I kind of stayed quiet, right? And then one of the panels was like, I feel like Nicole would know about this question. And I joked, I'm like, how much time do you guys have? Because there's so much involved with, you know, branding and marketing. But I think the two things that I would want anyone to walk away with when they're thinking about rebranding or branding their business is one really understanding the target audience beyond like a superficial level. You know, um, I think, you know, the best companies, the best brands are folks that understand their, their target and their audience mm -hmm. psychologically, um, their fears, all of those things that are unspoken that they don't, blasts out on social media or share with the world um and that takes a lot of work you know that mm -hmm. takes interviews that takes market research that takes 
a lot of work to really understand who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. And if you don't do that, then essentially you're going to just say what everyone else is saying around you. And that's when you kind of get lost in the noise, right? And to kind of go along with that is what is it from whether it's values, whether it's how you do business, your background, like what is your secret sauce? Like what makes you different than other people that are out there? Like that's what you need to hone in on. Um, and that's why kind of this replicating of processes and structures when it comes to any kind of business, right? And just saying, okay, this is packaged. Okay, I'm going to pull that and just like put my face on the picture and put my colors on it and then repackage it. That would be great, right? Yeah. Um, but there's so much, it's such a um, busy and noisy market. If, if you're not finding what is unique about yourself and your business, then you're you might as well just kind of put someone else's logo on your business brand and or go on with a franchise right Mm -hmm. Um, it's really important to understand your target and also to understand yourself like what is it what do you have to offer um oh oh, great brandon (laughs) so what do you have to offer that is unique um so um let me give an example you know, a coffee shop, right? Mm -hmm. I own a coffee shop and um, I'm going to market my coffee shop. So what is the superficial thing there? Oh, people, I'm going to attract my target audience as people who love coffee. Mm -hmm. That's every, every coffee shop in the history of man, duh, that's your target. So I'm just going to talk about my blends. I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk... But essentially, people are going to go to your business, frequent your business, go to you because they like you, because you stand for something else. You give them an experience, right? So based off of where you are or your target location or demographic, like what else can you say about the experience of your Mm -hmm. company? What else are your patrons looking for outside of just a cup of coffee that they could get somewhere else? So it's really kind of just keep shoveling through and digging deep. And understanding that, and that kind of transcends transcends into the coaching space, um, because there are so many different kinds of coaches out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, there are a lot of folks saying the same things. Yeah, and it's also think like like you're saying, really narrow in and figure out what makes you unique and mm-hmm. what makes you different. So it's yeah. taken me such a long time to figure that out. Sometimes it doesn't happen overnight, and I think that's and. Just it shouldn't. Great. It shouldn't. <laughs> you don't figure it out overnight. It'll take time. It's also like, you know, brands evolve. And so the biggest thing for us anyways is always giving back to the community. Mm-hmm. That's not usually normal for a virtual assistant agency to do. And so I've always put, instead of giving gifts, I put back into charity. So it's like how, and then like there was, um, oh, what are they? There's a company here that install fridges if your fridge breaks down or comes in and fix it. They would go out and buy a full thing of groceries to come in once they fix the fridge. So it's like the little things, like how can you be different? What makes sense to you? What also, um, what's your why? Like yeah. what's, why did you start? Um, what makes you unique? Like all the things. And it also has to be authentic. Yes. Right? So just because the bombuses of the world are saying we're going to donate X amount for the stocks. If you're not 
if that's not who you are, if, 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 and there's, I mean, whatever it each his own or her own, right? Don't just say, okay, my next marketing campaign, I'm going to be all about giving to the community. Yeah. But that's not, it's disingenuous, right? So being authentic of who you are, like for me, like I volunteer a lot with our services for like social media mm -hmm. or uh, we just, I just started with Women um, Lead for Change in Canada. And so I'm doing that. Um, there's different things that you can give back to the community. It doesn't mean money, but um, everybody's completely different. But like you're saying, Nicole, like you have to really dig in and just don't kind of, because there's companies out there like I creating this company and X, Y, and Z is going out back to the community. But it's like, well, why? What? Why, why did you do that? And my why is because it drove me bananas when I worked with corporate and they had all this money or in tech and they would not give back to the community. So um, I'm always about like, let's listen to our clients of um, who they want to get back to. Not me, actually. It's not me. I'm giving it back in their name. Um, well, yeah. Yeah. That's totally you. That's who you are. I can yeah. vouch for that. Yeah. So this is very <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Oh, my goodness. But either way, it's so cold here. Just oh, it's cold too. Yes. Um, I was just listening to um, when I was dropping off the kiddos and they're saying Canada has apparently surpassed the coldest out of the world. Oh what, yeah. And hitting like Arctic weathers. And I think so. That's why I have like my big, like comfy sweater on and all the things and the heat probably will get the bill next month. I know. Why up in here? Because I know the other day. So I'm training for a race. So not yet yeah yesterday it was yesterday yeah. it's like negative four degrees here but i'm like getting my gear ready i have my hat on and my gloves on and I'm like i'm gonna go for a run my husband's like it like feels like it's negative 22 hours. I'm like i can do it don't doubt me I'm like, <laughs> don't doubt me. i can do it so i roll into my car and i put my gloves on in my car and I'm like, my gloves are really cold inside if they're cold <laughs> inside and they're not going to keep me warm. So then I just like got out of the car, went back in. I was like, I'm not going to go for a run. It's too cold. <laughs> great idea. <laughs> that was a great idea. You yeah. made the process to the car and back. That's I, made, I was I was hyping. You should have seen me right now. I was like hyping myself up in my, I'm do this. And then, nope, maybe lasted two minutes outside. <laughs> funny. Um. As some of the listeners might have picked up, Nicole's also a mom. Maybe we can dive into how you find juggling momhood and mm -hmm. running um, a marketing agency. Oh, sure. Um, so it kind of, again, goes back to values. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of looked at, and I just want to have a disclaimer. I'm still figuring this out. I'd love to tell everyone here that I got it, to, nailed yeah. it. No. It took a while <laughs> and I feel like I'm still trying to navigate what this whole thing will look like. But I, I you know, I, I really had to outline what was important to me, what were my values um, and then make those non-negotiable. So mm -hmm. running was very difficult to get back into my schedule. So everything kind of took precedence over running. So I never ran, right? And then I would just complain about how I never run. Um, 
But then I really started to look at running as more of like a brainstorming session where I think about my business and like come up with ideas. So then I, I reframed it. So it was tied to work <laughs> in a weird, bizarre way. Yeah. And then I started to run again because I was like, well, but this is my brainstorming time. Can't, can't not include this in the schedule. So I include it in like my work schedule as like a work thing. Yeah. Um, and then, as I mentioned in the beginning of the show, you know, three days out of the week, I'm working then two, I'm with my, my kids because I kind of made it a, my own goal or priority that I was in work and also spend a little bit more time with the kids than, you know, normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, and it, it took a while because I, I did have a lot of, you know, all the guilts when I first had my children. Um, am I doing this right? Should I be doing this? Why? Why that? And I realized like working made me better, better mm-hmm. mom, um, and that that's okay. It's okay to want to work. Um, yeah. I think I I really applaud and I am in awe of you know stay at home moms. Like really, I have two days and I'm like, oh my god, I'm tired, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy cow. So there's a de- de- the super women, right? Um, and I think for me, when I started to just be at home all the time, I started to feel like I was a little bit more irritable. Like I was like, so, you know, it's okay. And I was so hard on myself in the beginning that, you know, is there something wrong with me that I don't want to be at home? Yeah. And I think that's kind of... If you look at society today, it's kind of for um, women who want to be entrepreneurs or nine to five or whichever, and also like wearing all the different hats, momhood, all the things. I feel like it's like you damn if you do, damn if you don't. That we're always thinking that we're on the right track, and then all of a sudden we're shifted gears into something else because something else has come up into the waves of no, we can't do X, Y, and Z because you know what? This is how we do it. Like what was it called? Um, oh my goodness. Baby led like that stuff scares the bananas out of me. What is that? Uh, baby led feeding. So you would give them like baby food. You'd give them like what you would eat for dinner. Um, and you just put it on their plate and yeah, I, I don't know if you did it. I tried it with rye. Um, and so it was just kind of, it was very in a way anxiety driven. Oh, you're kind of like learning as you go as a parent, because at the end of the day, you're like always told what you should be doing, but really we're all learning as we go. And I think at the end of the day, you just need to listen to yourself and give yourself grace. Cause I know I couldn't really do, I was doing it where the kids would be home and I'd be working because we didn't have any care. So I was going bananas. (laughs) Yeah. And I think something you just said about, you know, we're all learning. I think that applies to everything, right? Mm -hmm. Including your business. I think the expectation and the pressure we put on ourselves, whether it's when we're hiring a coach or starting Mm -hmm. a business is that we're just going to miraculously have the answers or someone's going to provide us with the answers that we've been needing. And it's all a process and you're always like learning more about yourself. Um, every decision and every, you know, step you take. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we do joke that you know you're like my most expensive friend but yeah. look it's worth every penny right so we wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for that experience so um everything is just learning and giving ourselves grace which you mentioned earlier which is yeah. difficult it's hard i feel like um when I did work like the nine to five, cause when I, before kind of, I still did this on the side, I thought I can juggle the two. And I just felt guilty dropping off my kiddo to care. And I had to drive three hours away. And then I felt guilty. I was three hours away. What happens if there's an accident? I can't get there fast enough. Like it's like a spiral effect, to be honest, mm -hmm. I feel. And so what I've been trying to practice with myself last year, this year is give yourself grace. So if you don't maybe say land that client, or maybe you um, are struggling with something, try to give you remind yourself to give yourself grace and really um, take maybe a step back and start asking yourself some questions and then kind of then re-step back forward into it. Because I find it's a busy world out there and we're constantly kind of thrown in sometimes. So if you remind yourself to give yourself grace and um, extra space, I think really, then you, you're going to come back into the place that you need to be a lot more powerful. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> you have the wisdom. You got the good. Uh, yeah, well, we're almost nearing the end here. I'm so excited that you came on the show, Nicole. I would love to have you back on the show and we can dig in to really any kind of topic you really want to share. Um, but for our listeners listening, please uh, let us know kind of maybe certain topics that we can come in and bring um, marketing wise would be probably helpful for some. Um, but yeah, let's just take a minute. And thanks everyone for tuning in. Thank you to the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network. Uh, next week, uh, please come and join me for Nadine. And we are actually talking about uh, parenthood, motherhood, the balancing acts. Nadine's actually also a life coach. Um, and we actually have discussed that Nadine will come in every month uh, in between uh, different segments. So please come in and listen, bring your questions. If you are a parent, mom, uh, we're happy to further dive in. Um, so with that, until next time, remember your journey is unique and your worth is unquestionable. Thank you, everyone. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.